This week on Movie Time Machine, Jeff, the dude, Lebowski, mistaken for a millionaire of the same name, seeks restitution for his ruined rug and enlists his bowling buddies to help get it back. This is The Big Lebowski. Welcome to Movie Time Machine, your retro movie review podcast where we take movies from the past and we live them in the present. This week's movie, The Big Lebowski, released in the year 1998, directed by the Coen Brothers. Hi, I'm your Time Machine host, Chad, and joining me this week, he loves his Pokemon Go. Jamie, what's up? Hey, not as much as one of our other hosts. (laughs) And he loves everything this host hates, Chris. Hey, yo, guys. And no matter how flat you make a pancake, it still has two sides. James. (laughs) Hey, guys, what's up? (laughs) And finally, he shreds. He digs universal health care, and he leaves us asking the question, is he the radical left? Casey. Fake news. Fake news. Fake news. Fake news. Fake news. Never happened. Legal ballots. (laughs) Stop the votes. Count all the votes. (laughs) Yeah, so why don't we go around and just everyone share what we've been doing lately since the last episode. Uh, Jamie, what's going on? Hey, um... So, yeah, I think I probably drank this is as we're recording the week of the election. So I think I drank the most I have ever drank on a school night since probably college. That was Tuesday. And other than that, I've just been trying to not watch political coverage because, yeah, counting mail-in ballots is exhausting. Is anyone else watching Hannibal? I feel like Chris or James has (laughs) watched that. I'm like... I took a break from it, but I got into about the middle of season three, but I did take a break. Okay. I, could, I have not I could, seen it. You haven't, Chris? Did Bates Motel, no. is that the one you saw? Yeah. Uh, yep. Okay. Like, that was also me, too. Yeah. I love Bates Motel. Okay. I got your Norman Bates and my Hannibal Lecter. So, um, yeah, I could see why you might have paused, James. It's, it's really good, but, man, after a while, you just kind of need some lighter content that's exactly why i took a break so (laughs) (laughs) yeah but that's me all right cool hey chris what have you been up to yeah so i've been playing a ton of assassin's creed odyssey that's been probably the biggest thing um is that the one it's like the ancients like greek yeah it is it is it came back like it was like a 2018 thing i got a really good deal on it so i'm just playing it through i'm also really looking forward to valhalla um which is coming out in just a couple of days, I think November 10th. So uh, I wanted to play this one before I played that. Uh, beyond that, um, also been watching a lot of the uh, the coverage from the election. And then I um, watched, it's really quick. It's uh, maybe six or seven episodes, but something called Inside Jokes. Um, it's a documentary on Amazon, um, on Amazon Prime. And basically it is, it follows, I think like seven or eight um comedians who are really um kind of early in their career and they're trying to uh make it into this really big comedy festival called just for laughs which happened in that happens in montreal every year and so basically it begins with them um getting a callback for their audition and then doing their callback set and then getting to um, actually getting to Montreal and doing their set there. Um, but it follows, I think it's like four um, 
four comedians in New York and four comedians in LA, but I really enjoyed that. That was super fun. All right, cool. And James, what have you been up to? Um, I went through and devoured the boys season two. I don't regret waiting until it was all available to me on Amazon rather than watching it week to week. Um, which I know to Chad, your dismay, I, you wanted me to start uh, Mandalorian season two, but I want I think I want to wait until there's a couple episodes available to me, uh, not just the one. So took full advantage of that on day after the election. And I went to sleep like at seven o'clock cause I had nothing better going on rather than watching the Mandalorian. So it's pretty sweet, but yeah, that's kind of it. Pretty boring. Uh, boys season two. I enjoyed. I'm excited to see where season three goes. All right. Right on. And uh, radical up cat. Radical love Casey. What have you been up to? Oh, man, this is going to sound kind of weird. It's going to sound kind of like I'm dipping my toes too far into millennialism. But I am I think the new, like, I don't watch TV, but I've been kind of watching a little bit more of people on Twitch, like live streamers, like watching them live. And that's going to segue into what I've been watching. I have two uh, things that I've watched recently or two uh, recommendations, I suppose. Um, another YouTube channel that I just stumbled upon called Philosophy Tube. Um, just kind of takes, uh, you know, different topics and does like 30 minute kind of videos on them. But he did one on Steve Bannon, which was like crazy fascinating to me of just how, uh, you know, people can use these really weird ways to inject like racism and awful views into political things and get them more mainstream and like get more people into it. It was just out of the way that he told that uh like talked on that topic was fantastic and then uh, speaking of live streaming um and talking about the the you know uh, election coverage um i haven't watched anything like on live tv what i've been watching instead mostly has been um a twitch streamer named hassan piker he's like a political commentator um but he essentially like live streams watching all this stuff and kind of talking through it and then obviously like having discussions with other people he brings on and things like that too but so that's been kind of an interesting way to take it in because um, then he's kind of watching all the different channels as well. So I don't have to flip through and see all the things. And he's also watching, you know, clips that are posted on Twitter and things that are trending. So it's more I don't know. Honestly, it's probably more on the pulse than anything on network TV, just because it's combining, you know, network TV with, you know, Twitter and social media and what other mm-hmm. people are saying and and like people in those states on the ground like doing viral reporting and things like that too you know just consuming Mm. all of that as opposed to just watching a single network so Mm. that's been a lot more fascinating so yeah there's my uh my stumping for internet things as opposed to like traditional entertainment can i ask a super old man question before you go chad casey what what device do you use to watch all of these apps i'm guessing youtube and twitch okay laptop or computer okay so I, I work uh, at home, so I'm always at home on computer. I'm like literally on a computer most of my day, and uh, I've got my, I've got you know four, mo- three monitors in front of me at any given time. So one of them I generally have either podcasts I'm listening to, or I'll play like YouTube videos in the background as I'm, I'm working on things. So I've got a lot of time to kind of stream that stuff. I, I use my phone it, just because my computer's ancient. So I'm like, man, do people use tablets or because my Xbox is Your good but not great for I that? Mean, it's okay. all on YouTube and Twitch. Yeah, you'd be fine for all that stuff. Yeah, okay. that's what I, I, I actually, do on my like YouTube and Twitch and all those other kind of streaming stuff. I just do it all on my phone. 
and I generally consume more of this guy's content on YouTube. Like I don't see a lot of it live, but then I'll go watch different chunks that have been edited, not even edited, but Mm -hmm. like different segments that like people have put together and put online within hours of when he was actually broadcasting. So it's, it's like watching the news on tape delay and there are occasions in the afternoon. I'll just put it on as I'm working as well and just kind of listen in as he's babbling. But, but this is the dude, uh, Hassan Piger. He live streamed Among Us uh, with AOC and Ilhan Omar a couple weeks oh, back. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah he was one that. of the streamers right. that was, was doing that with them. So right he's like, a, he's a crazy, uh, he, he, he calls himself a lefty, I guess. He's a, more of that side of the aisle. So sweet. Casey, your answer was a lot cooler than I was thinking. Your build up in the beginning, it made me, le- it led me to believe, like, you're going to be like, I don't really watch TV. I've been like using my telescope to watch other people's TVs and yeah. whatever they're watching is like, I'm like, where's Casey <laughs> going with this? Just let the universe decide. Like right. That's right. Of it. Oh my God. That's where I thought you were going to go with this. I'm like, I'm so intrigued. <laughs> but, I mean, very great answer, but yeah, I'm just anti like cable TV and I, I hate commercials. So anyway, I can get around ads and commercials is, is so I consume a lot of YouTube content because I have a good ad blocker and I don't have to watch that many ads on YouTube. And then um, on Twitch, you know, the, the dude that live streams, he does an ad at the top of the hour. Every hour is his shtick. So literally he does a one minute ad at the top of the hour. And if you're not even watching, then you don't have to see the ad. So I oh, hate ads. Yeah, so do I. Makes I'm, being I'm... a sports fan really difficult because that's when I see the most ads. Oh, I know. That's same here. Like, I, I watch TV, but like if it's any like programs or anything, it's on TV. I just record it and skip the. Yeah, that helps a lot. But right now, like so much of it, so much of it too, is just like after like once it starts airing, like it's on demand too. So don't really have to deal with a lot of advertisements except for the sports. You know, you get killed. Sports is the worst. Yeah. Yeah. There, it's just like that's when I see all the truck ads. Yes, <laughs> like, so many truck ads. It's like, oh, Who's I buying that truck, many trucks? I haven't seen truck ads for. Eight months. How many people have to haul that much shit? Yeah, <laughs> and drinking their Bud Light they while don't. they're driving them. My goodness, it's nefarious. It's QAnon. Yeah, uh, I've been. Well, of course, like Mando's been dropping, so I can't wait for that. Just because I know that I'll somehow see a, a spoiler from. I don't know. Usually, the, everything that usually pops up in my feed on YouTube, it's something like Star Wars related, so I know that I'll get spoiled of whatever is popping on that show. So I'll kind of game of Thrones it where I'll, when I, I watch like the new episode, I'll watch like the previous week's episode too, like running into it to kind of really geek out. So, but really impressed with the season so far, they kind of keeping some of the, the pacing that the first season ended, I think. Um, even though like the second episode of the season, maybe wasn't as strong. There's some really cool, like kind of star Wars moments and, some cool things that they've pulled from like old star wars like art books and star wars lore into it so yeah that's been really good so far then also um i discovered this show on hbo it's only there's only two episodes that have aired it's kind of like a documentary it's called how to with john wilson and it's like the episode we watched it's like how to make small talk and it's just guys just randomly uh traveling and interviewing people and he seems really like nerdy and maybe um, oddly introverted, very quiet, very nerdy, but should definitely give that like check that out. It's pretty entertaining. Some of the people that he came across and just 
the kind of questions that he would ask. So, but that was a lot of fun. That's what I've been doing, and that's what we've been doing. Now on to the show. This week's movie is The Big Lebowski, released on March 6, 1998. So, notable films in 1998. Do you have any favorites stand out for you? Truman Show, I think, was pretty good. Truman Show? I was just looking through the list here, and I saw Happiness, um, which I feel like, you know, late 90s, early 2000s was always a good time for really fucked up kind of indie films. <laughs> like SLC Punk? Chris yeah, Chris, yeah. SLC Punk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that movie. I love Matt Willard. Or Matt Willard. Matt what? <laughs> Matthew Same Lillard. Matthew Lillard. <laughs> <laughs> But you're right, like as far as indie movies, because yeah, that's the same year as Pi, so that's the first like Darren Aronofsky. Film oh man! Oh do. yes, what a brain! So F. good. I haven't totally seen that in a long right. time. Is that where he? I should watch like it the, again. He gives himself a lobotomy yeah, with the drill. Literally a, bl- a brain <laughs> F. Yeah. Wow. Oh man, Basketball came out that year. <laughs> oh, what a great love that movie! Movie. So no good. way. I oh, actually I tried so to watch that. No way. And Rounders. What? I have to. Oh, I would love to disagree. I love no. it still. I just watched watch it like it. a couple days ago. <laughs> yeah, you so did watch I. it a couple days ago? <laughs> yeah, yeah, my brother had never seen it. We watched it together. And did you Dude. both laugh? <laughs> so I loved dumb. it. I laughed I I laughed oh. so much. No. I'm Dude, sorry. of course it's dumb. It's the dumbest thing ever, but it's so deliciously dumb. And Chad, thank you so much for just continuing to own that. Uh, <laughs> he loves everything this <laughs> house hates. I hate, I hate just, everything I'm, you I'm like. I'm so or... glad. So glad yeah. that came to fruition. You like everything that I hate. <laughs> yeah. A couple honorable mentions for 98. So uh, Rounders, Ronin, yep. uh, The Negotiator. Ooh, uh, Half-Baked. So 98. Chad, Chad, thoughts before Chris answers? Uh, I'm going to say I like <laughs> that one more than Basketball. <laughs> what? Yeah. That one actually is funny. Uh, run, so run, I, run, come out this year. Okay, what are you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say, uh, I only bring up Half-Baked because I happened to watch uh, on Netflix the like Dave Chappelle, oh, what was it? He got some award or whatever. So it was like a, a long st- a show kind of, oh man, I'll have to look that up, what it was. But he got like the Mark Twain Award. It's like the Mark Twain Award ceremony. It's on Netflix. Uh, so if you like Dave Chappelle, it was super good. Um, but the the oh, dude, yeah. yeah, I saw that. His like producer buddy or whoever who wrote uh who wrote Half Baked with him did like a mini set or whatever during it, and it was talking about Half Baked. So made me think of that. It, it might be worth mentioning too that Rushmore and Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels both came out in '98. Oh, what a yes. good year! I was just gonna say, yeah, it was a pretty good year. And uh, uh, the Blues Brothers 2000, uh, which no, uh, stop, influenced stop. you. There it is. Stop, that, that was the movie that actually got you in the Blues Brothers, right? No, 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 no. I mistakenly watched that movie as a child. Uh, it was actually Stephen Crank that got me into Blues Brothers, uh, one of his favorite films okay. ever. Yeah. Okay. However, it was what? Snake Eyes that got him into Nick Cage. Well, duh. <laughs> Wedding Singer in 98? I mean, come on, that's a classic Adam Sandler. Yeah. Dead Man on yeah, Campus. I don't hate it. This is Ooh. a good com- comedy. Man in yeah. the Iron Mask, if you're a Leo fan. Heck yeah. Uh, Does that you movie guys, hold uh, up? The Man in the Iron Mask. What a weird film! Like he had to just literally—you never saw that. I uh, saw that when I was in like. Yeah, is it's based on that book by Alexander Dumbass? 
<laughs> oh, a Dumas. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but literally just the part of the movie, Leo is just in a iron mask. It's very literal, the name of the film. God. Here's disturbing behavior. So good. <laughs> is A Night at the Roxbury funny for the whole movie? Because like, I feel like that's just the right amount of funny for the length of an SNL sketch. Does it hold up for the movie? No. I didn't that's too bad. <laughs> Chris, Chris, yes, it does. <laughs> it holds up the entire film. <laughs> no, still Chris find and it I funny. used to do that stupid Night at the Roxbury dance all the time. Well, we know we used to we used to do like the little saying that Doug Butabi, Steve, Steve Butabi, Butabi, brothers, <laughs> no, <laughs> yes, man. Oh, it was too good. So All yeah, right. what did you? Would, Chris, does that movie hold up? I don't know. I would doubt it. I've really got no interest in seeing that movie again. We could. Uh, we should. You, Chad, you've mentioned we should do like a everyone get online and record as we watch a movie at the same time. We should do yeah. a, a bad movie like that and see if it holds up. That'd be a good one. Yeah, for real. You can do that. Two guilty pleasures for me that year. Armageddon and The Mask of Zorro. Oh, I like Mask of Zorro. This is a, there's something about Mary year. That was a good comedy. Armageddon, fun fact, written by J.J. Abrams. Oh, yeah. that's a, I'm going to shock you again, James. Never seen that one. The thing is, it's not shocking anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, did see, I did see Saving Private Ryan this year. Well, I saw good. actually I saw a lot of these. So I was just looking at the the top ten highest grossing films in '98. Um, I'm gonna start from the top, go to to ten. Um, so you have Armageddon number one, Saving Private Ryan, Godzilla. Damn, that was a disappointing movie. Yeah. Uh, There's something about Mary, A Bug's Life, Deep Impact, Mulan, Doctor Doolittle, Shakespeare in Love, and Lethal Weapon Four. Yo, know, American History X too. This is so a good, good year. Yeah, it's a good movie year. Late the 90s, Water man. Boy, super Adam Sandler year. Zabby <clears throat> Dooby. Uh, Water Boy and Happy Gilmore in the same year. That's nuts. No way, really. I think no, so. That cannot be right. I, I'm at Water. I'm here at Water I thought Boy. It was I thought I saw Happy Gilmore up there. I thought Happy Gilmore was like ninety five, ninety six. Google's year. Oh, sorry, The Wedding Singer. Oh, Wedding there we Singer go. and Waterboy, same year. Oh, Both cool. W films. That sounds right, though. Yeah, James. Yeah, yeah. What was? Uh, let's talk about Oscars. Oscars. So oddly enough, uh, Lebowski not up for a thing. I thought it might be up for like original Dude. screenplay. I know, right? So best picture that year was nominations were A Thin Red Line, Saving Private Ryan, Life Is Beautiful, uh, Elizabeth, oh, beautiful and movie. Shakespeare. Life in Is Love. Beautiful. That is a really, really good movie. Yeah. So that was the Shakespeare in Love year for that one. Terrible. Wow. Um, and then, so I was um, checking, sorry. Um, original screenplay that year. So uh, Bullworth. Did anybody ever see that? No, I've heard that. No. Nope. I, I need to see that. Um, Saving Private Ryan, uh, The Truman Show, Life is Beautiful, and Shakespeare in Love. And Shakespeare in Love was the winner for original screenplay. Um, and then I was looking at, what was the last one? Adapted screenplay, um, gods and monsters, primary colors, <laughs> with John Travolta as Clinton. Um, basically as Clinton, uh, sorry, a simple plan out of sight and a thin red line. Um, gods and monsters won that year. I never saw that either. 
I had an English teacher that tried to show Shakespeare in love, but there's nudity, so she had to like time exactly like when to like pause it. Yeah, it was it was kind deal. of embarrassing. Yeah. And I remember, <laughs> yeah. was it that was it that good to like be played in a in a in a classroom to teach me something? It's was one of those it educational. Where, I, I mean, I don't think I remember that movie very well because like that's one of those movies. I think it was Best Picture. I think I bought it at Blockbuster on VHS for like you know two ninety nine, and it's used bin. Um, after that, I don't know if I ever watched it after that. Yeah, I can't tell you anything about it. I was gonna say now, Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, I've watched like fifty times, but Saving Ryan's Same. Privates. Oh, so good. Shaving Ryan's Privates. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I Shakespeare in Love was fine. I remember watching it too, thinking like this is gonna suck. I can't believe this one Best Picture, and I I thought it was fine. I didn't think it was the best movie of the year, but it taught me that like Ray Fiennes has a brother, so that was fun to find out. Stop me if I'm wrong, uh, Jamie. Is it doesn't Ben Affleck make a cameo in that movie? Does he? Oh my god, I gotta look it. You're up. probably I right. I mean, like it was 1998. It's just like that was just like god, a it's bit been a while since I've seen that too. He was trying to show Matt Damon like you said yes to Rounders and didn't Matt invite Damon. me. I'll show you. I'm gonna do Best Picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd be pretty mad about that too. Rounders is sweet. All right. Hey, Chris, let's go into box office. How much did this movie cost and what did it do? So this movie had a budget of 15 million. The box office it ended up making 46.7 million was released March 6th of 1998. We'll take a look here at our Rotten Tomatoes um, ratings and reviews. So Rotten Tomatoes gave it. Um, a critic rating of 83% and an audience score of 93%. IMDb gave it an 8.1 and Metacritic gave it a 71%. <laughs> Just out of curiosity, what do people think? Do people trust Rotten Tomatoes or Metacritic more? I don't look at any of this garbage. Yeah, no. me either. It's uh, This is how I look at it. Um, I always like Rotten Tomatoes. I always like seeing the difference between the critic score and the audience score, right? So, like, say this film, it did, it didn't do very well in the theaters, right? But this movie has a cult following, so you kind of see. I mean, I guess eighty three is okay for critic score. I mean, but yeah, there's a ninety three audience score. Like, obviously, like you know, movie has a better following. Like, I just like seeing like the difference between the critic and viewers because i'm kind of like anti-critic i'm always like fuck the critics but um yeah i just think this is nice just to kind of see like the range of where all these different scores fall in than like the metacritic score which you've said chris is that's always kind of falls to where your opinion of the film usually lies so i like the when we get to that point of sharing your thoughts on the film be interesting to see where that falls for you I don't read any of that garbage or like look at the scores. I really don't, but I can be honest if I'm walking past the new releases at like the store and I see something on Rotten Tomatoes is like a hundred percent fresh. Like I see that sticker that does make me stop to take a look and see what they're saying is like a, in their opinion, a really good movie. Like, I think I bought get out um, based on, I think it was a hundred percent fresh and like, and that's yeah. deserved of that a hundred percent fresh. I'm so glad you brought that movie up. That's like emblematic of where Rotten Tomatoes can go wrong because 
I think it was 100% fresh for weeks. And then there was like one or two critics that knocked it down to like 97 or 93. And I, with certain movies, I'm like, all right, you can disagree. But that one was so original. We'd literally never seen it before. It's like, you're just trying to mess with the algorithm, man. Like, it was so clear. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's rare you get something that is that original and as well done as that. Because everything now is a remake or a rehash or a, a redo of something. That's what I... So what I... I feel like in the movies, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head of movies I've purchased uh, based on like that sticker being on the emblem. And I'm pretty sure I think I saw this one in theater, though, but uh, Mud with Matthew McConaughey had it. And I love that movie. Um, oh, James. Shelter. Yeah. I watched that on your recommendation years ago oh, thanks, in the man. stores. Yeah, it was a great movie. Sorry. I was carry say, on. Take, Take Shelter was another uh, 100% fresh one, I believe. And I think that's the same director as Mud. Uh, it's got Jessica Chastain and Michael Shannon in it uh, about like the end of the world, uh, which I really enjoy. Again, I think it was just kind of a, a cool concept. But anyways, I just feel like more often than not, I have uh, not been misled by the 100% fresh. But then again, I guess there are probably several movies out there that I haven't purchased in that sense. All right, let's talk costume design about this movie then. Yeah, costume <laughs> No, you say that, but I'm literally like Googling the dude's sweater because I would totally buy it. But dang, it's like a couple hundred dollars. Well, yeah, it's probably still. It's like, like an said, original yeah. thing. It's that cult following, man. Pendleton yeah. original westerly sweater. No, it was like a, a real nice sweater before the movie. Oh, Pendletons was, are nice, though, dude. Yeah, it was the nicest thing that Jeff owned. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Except for I, that rug. I, That's why he was so try, upset. Trying to find me a knockoff, man. I ain't spending $300 on a sweater. Man. Dude. Come on, dude. Come on, Come on man. man. <laughs> Actually, right. I do appreciate that he says man and not bro a lot. This is before bro. This is true. Yeah, this is like where dude... I had a... I have a friend, well, back in the day, like, we used to... He just would say dude a lot. So we'd be like, oh, no, he's, like, going to bust out the dude gun. So we'd be like, dude, 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 dude. He'd be like, what, dude, dude, man? This other guy that we knew that said dude a lot. We called him Dude Man. That was back in dude your peyote man. days, right? The what? Back in your peyote days? Uh, like the LSD. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Psilocybin days. <laughs> you said words I don't even understand. I'll stop talking. <laughs> Just Google Oregon. <laughs> it's not legal in Oregon. Psilocybin. For, uh, oh, it is. Yeah, I thought they, I saw that. They legalize it for, um, like treatment, treatment, right? Yeah, for PTSD and yeah, uh, bipolar or something. Yeah, and if you listen to Joe Joe Rogan, I feel like every one of Joe Rogan's podcasts, he's always like, "So, uh, what do you think about psilocybin?" Yeah, you want microdose? <laughs> microdose. Right now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. I'm assuming from the top of this that we've all seen this movie before watching this. And uh, uh, thank you, Jamie. This is actually perfect timing to watch a movie like this for me. This movie for me is like um, a warm blanket on a cold and wet wind. <laughs> like, oh, my God. <laughs> cold and wet. <laughs> a warm blanket on a cold night. So... I'm happy I got you wet. <laughs> oh. I'm gross. I'm cut. That needs to be deleted. <laughs> Leave it. <laughs> but yeah, let's get into uh, like um, 
thoughts on this film. Let's start with who wants to go first. I'll go first because I think a lot more people here have more things to say. Uh, I enjoy this movie. I just didn't. I as I was watching it, I was like, God, this is just an enjoyable movie. Like, I mean, Chad, kind of to your point of like a the warm blanket scenario. I'm like, yeah, this is just a a comfortable, fun movie that I can watch and uh, no big deal. Like, I really enjoyed the mini dream sequences. I think those are just my favorite part, like the choreographed dream dream sequences in the movie. Do you have a Um, favorite favorite one of your dream sequences? Um, if you had to pick a favorite. is it the second one where he's like walking down the stairs and doing like the Charleston uh, kind of um, like the, um, it's uh, after getting drugged at the porn guy's house. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Kenny Rogers. The, like, porn dream. I just walked in to see what condition my condition was. Yeah, in. yeah, yeah. That one. Yeah. So. Yeah. So oh, that, yeah. <laughs> that one's probably my favorite. Um, <laughs> but Chad, I think you met you. I uh, made a comment or messaged it earlier this week. And I was thinking the same thing was. They were crushing soundtracks um, in late 90s so movies. So good. Yeah. Like, this movie almost has a... Just because it... Uh, if it was, like, cut together differently, it almost has a Tarantino feel, like, of the randomness. Right. Yeah. Um, and the soundtrack in that sense. Uh, just not as rapey, probably. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, well, I don't know. Mod kind of did take advantage. Uh, so, no, take I Take me. <laughs> <laughs> See, now that makes me think of Wayne's World 2. Why? You need a coat and I'm low on gas. <laughs> or where? <laughs> um, so, no, I just, uh, this movie is just really enjoyable. I think it's like, uh, like I said, with the Tarantino-ness of it, like where it's like great cast, I think great writing, um, just fun little different storylines going on and just very visually um, awesome. Uh, otherwise, the... Uh, Walter, I think, is just like their dynamic. The dude and Walter's dynamic throughout the whole thing is just so hope, so funny to me. <laughs> like even when he's like, they're getting rid of Donnie's ashes and it spills all. Oh, sorry, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, just, like, I don't know. Just like there's like little, there's like several different little scenes in there. Like where that one's actually a bigger one where like most people would laugh, but like the interactions between everybody is just so funny to me. Yeah, so. the the chemistry between um, Goodman and um, Bridges is so good yeah very, very <laughs> like the, much so. just like their lines like you like watch it and it's like you just feel like they are just so into those characters like it's you can't i don't know at yeah, times for- it almost feels like walter is the antagonist of this film i found I- myself like finding being angry at walter more often than anything oh for sure that's why i was gonna say i'm ex- more excited to hear you guys kind of talk about it because i think in this there's like several pieces i'm that like maybe not reading too much into and I should be reading more into like it's like uh like Donnie like when he like when he bowls and uh he misses one pin and he looks at it all awkward like huh that's weird I'm like there's something going on here where I'm not, I'm not fully getting it so I just love to hear you guys' take on everything and also I, I forgot Philip Seymour Hoffman was in here in this movie yeah so did I when I when I first started watching this so rest in peace Fake All right. What did anybody else think? think huh? Huh? <laughs> anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? So plot. Hey, Chris, talk to me about the plot. How did you feel about the plot of this film? Yeah, I mean, I like this film. I um, I struggle with the Coen Brothers. I think like they're 
their movies tend to be hit or miss for me. I think they are either like really, really high or I just don't get them. Um, Lebowski is a movie that I've always really, really liked. Um, I just think it's, again, I think it's really relatable. I think it's super funny. I think it's really well written. Um, I know I really enjoy these kind of movies as well. It reminds me a little bit like, um, I guess like kiss, kiss, bang, bang. And like Shane black, where you have like, you know, this individual that you don't really think a lot of, and they end up like kind of stumbling into, um, into something bigger than themselves. And then you kind of slowly, you know, peel away the layers of the onion. And then what you realize is what you initially thought is not anywhere close to what it is. Um, and then, so I really enjoy that. I like watching the, the movie play out. Um, as far as a plot goes, I think it's really unique, really interesting. Um, you know, I think they bring in a, a ton of different characters. I think they bring a lot of mystery um, into uh, into the fray as well of like trying to figure out who's at the core of this and what's going on. Um, and I think they end up generally tending to, I don't know, um, to just fumble through it. So, yeah, I really like this movie. I think it's great. I think the plot's really fun. Um, I think it's a good movie. Can I go back? One of the first things you said was, I find this movie relatable. Like, did did Lenny burn your car? Did Lenny burn my car? Did no. Lenny, like, blow up your car or something? <laughs> no, I just think relatable in the sense of, I think everybody has that friend that probably smokes too much pot, or everybody has, like... <laughs> Knows that guy that just tends to... What are you trying to say, Chris? Oh, that's absolutely you, Casey, in my life. Um, or, like, I think... I guess... I don't know. I go back to a movie like Interstellar, where I feel like there's there's a need to have some precursory understanding. Um, and I, I would argue that Interstellar's probably not nearly as relatable as The Big Lebowski would be. Um, I think it's just... It's an easier film to watch and to follow and to understand so maybe relatable is not the the correct term to use there but i just think that it's easy for anybody to hop into this movie and be able to to follow what's going on um without having you know yeah i kind of think for me as i noticed while watching this, I, I kind, I watched it a couple of times. I just found myself not really caring about the plot. I was just so interested in just hearing like the kind of the back and forth dialogue between, um, the characters, and even if I was like just had it on in the background listening to like all the quips and I don't know. That I just totally find that like the most entertaining part is like the plot doesn't really matter that much to me in this film, even though it's like pulling everything, but just like the characters are so awesome. Anyone else speaking of like, you know, like you say, it's real well-written Chris. Um, does anybody feel like um, a lot of this film was improv? Like if you think about the, like the scenes in the bowling alley, just how, um, they're dropping some of those lines. It kind of feels like it's improv. Did any of you guys get like that feel? Like maybe they were just kind of making this stuff up on the spot. It feels very fluid, but I don't yeah. know. I feel like with the Coen brothers, I 
I have to think that they wrote almost every single one of those lines. Yes, you are correct. It feels like they're you are feels correct, like they're very James. detailed. Am I? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, it feels like they're very detail oriented. Where they, if even the actors messed up how the delivery was supposed to be, like, like hold on, hold on, I got that wrong. Let me do it again. And like they missed a line or they missed a word, something like that. So I think one of the first bowling scenes, uh, especially, I it was so to the beat it it was almost like a hip-hop song where they were like uh, line 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 and then it was a shut the fuck up donnie line line you're out your element donnie it was just such a perfect like back and forth because every time donnie would chime in there it was just uh it was like brilliant that's such a wonderful scene yeah and it's so it's so quotable which i think you know i guess improvised movies can be quotable too but there's lines like I mean, say what you want about the tenets of National Socialism, dude. At least it's an ethos. Like, that's just not improvised. You know? It's so good. It's so good. I like, uh, I was thinking uh, every single time something happened to that, his car, and then finally when they did blow it up, and like, well, there you go. They finally did it. <laughs> like, and, But, like, so many different things happen to his car throughout that movie. I just think the car gets, like, a best supporting that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I'll jump in. Um, yeah. Along with just the writing, I think, um, and we might get to this later, but this was a movie I, I saw once. I, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. I, you know, it just kind of went past me, and I was like, oh, that was weird. And then something compelled me to watch it again and i was like okay i get it you know i i'm i'm in this world and i think it's it's an incredible la movie which i don't necessarily go for i mean hollywood loves that shit because it's their backyard um me i could kind of care less but i think it just kind of becomes such a character in this movie you know with the hotel california playing eagles in the cab and all the goofy characters like Jackie Treehorn that's such an LA character that I don't know it really works such a great name too Jackie Treehorn I, I love that name log jamming <laughs> was anybody else can... I guess out of all the casting like when you see Tara Reed you're like okay well I get why she plays the bunny role like it's not super important doesn't need to be super intelligent but like you're, I always just in my head think man why isn't there like an Oscar winner or nominee being like that role like not Tara Reed <laughs> I feel like she's out of place uh, I don't know I, I guess she's typecast perfectly matter. in there yeah, yeah, I mean, that's probably you. Sure. That's probably why she got like Van Wilder as well. Same character. Yeah, played herself. Oh, or the same character. Yeah, but she crushed it in Van Wilder. Yeah, that's because she had fucking Ryan Reynolds. I mean, come on. He carries every movie. God, when was the last time <laughs> you watched Van Wilder? <laughs> last uh, night? That's... No, I mean, a long time ago. No, that was the sequel, like Rise of Taj. <clears throat> Ugh. Well, speaking, um, Jamie, you were saying that you remember you saw this in the theater, but remember not liking it the first time you saw it. Not um, the theater. I think I rented it. Rented but it. Oh. Yeah, I would have been a little too young, but yeah, I think I, I like rented it from the library or something. I'd, I'd heard it was good and was kind of getting into the Coen Brothers. Yeah. And yeah, I yeah, just I didn't get it. You know, it's like 
huh, that was weird. Like some some of it was funny, but like I wonder what that movie was about. You know what I mean? Yeah, has anyone else had like a movie where they saw it in a theater and they're just like kind of uh, like didn't like it, but as time went on, you watched it again and like you totally like changed your tune and like it became like one of your favorite movies. No, no, I can't say that's happened. I mean, I like really I can see think no. about it. Yeah, well, I can uh, see where Jamie is coming from with this movie. I think like yeah. the first time I watched it, I was a little bit thrown off by like. I mean, again, some of those like dream sequences and things like that. I think it's a really unique watch, especially like if you're relatively younger um, when you watch it. And maybe you you haven't experienced a ton of movies like that, that maybe tend to be a little bit more unique or. Um, I, I mean, yeah, I think I think it's a really, really interesting watch if you've not seen a lot of movies like this or like are not familiar with the directors or the writers of this mm-hmm. kind of film so i remember right. thinking that this was kind of a strange movie the first time i saw it and wasn't in love with it but i think you know the more that i've watched it um the more that i've really grown to really enjoy what this movie is and um and you know you find little different like nuggets that you don't see each and every time so yeah i can see where jamie's coming from well, and I find, too, that this happens a lot to me with just the Coens. You know, I this happened with No Country for Old Men. I I saw it in the theater. It's it's just a bummer of a movie, you know, and you get to the end and he walks away from the car crash and you're like, what the hell? You know, what am I supposed to take away from this? And then the more I see it, the it is one of the darkest, most haunting. But I, I it's might be my number one film of all time. I just I love that movie so much. Hey, so, friendo. Hey, friendo. So, yeah, I guess for me, actually, the Coens, they do it a lot to me. If if I don't like a Coen movie, the first watch, I, I always have to watch it two or three more times. All right. Uh, Jamie, too, you're saying about, like, this being, like, a a film, like, takes place in L.A. Um, made me think of, you know, like, the coffee shop scene? Um, if oh, yeah, scene about the toe? Seemed- What's that? With the toe. Yeah. 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 So if that place seems familiar, it's actually because that coffee shop is a famous location in Los Angeles where it's not actually a real coffee shop. It's just like reserved for films or like I think somebody like shot like a music video in there too. I can't remember the name of the artist, but yeah, it's not a real coffee shop. It's just reserved for movie shoots like, um, it was in Reservoir Dogs, American History X. I mean, a ton of films. So, it's a little fun fact for you all in there. So, this movie totally turned me on to White Russians. Such a delicious oh, yeah. drink. Yeah. Uh, it was my go. It's my go-to drink in Vegas, just because you can just put them down so quick. But it was actually pretty dangerous last time. Because of COVID. No, just uh, <laughs> no. Just they kidding. they they get you a little quick. You you, yeah. you drink them, you don't realize that you're putting them down because they they go down so smooth. Delicious. Can you walk us through the ingredients, Casey, of a white Russian, a proper? Yeah, white one? Russian is uh, vodka, Kahlua, and some cream of some kind or milk. It's the that Kahlua. easy. All right. Kahlua is really the big deal. <laughs> and that's uh, that's why they're called white Russians because you know you put vodka in them. Makes sense. All right. Let's talk about characters. Um, Casey, 
if you had to pick, who would you be? Who would be your favorite character in this film? Oh, I mean, like clearly the dude is is my spirit yeah. animal. Um, <laughs> I love everything he stands for. Just kind of li- just meandering through life and just super pacifist, like just letting people do what they want to do as long as he's you know living his life and is happy. Um, part of me like envies that, you know, obviously I, I can't live like that. I've got a family, a job and, uh, but man, it would be kind of nice to just be a bum and not have to have any concerns. I don't know. It's nice. It's a nice fantasy. So the dude's kind of like my spirit animal in that regard. Um, I, like I was saying before, it almost feels like, uh, like the actual antagonist of this is, is uh, Walter. Walter. He's just kind of the reason for all of the the problems and, and issues that arise, all the conflict of this film really is his fault. I guess all, other than him well, being or the guy that pees on the rug. The yeah. That's the, I mean, yeah. I guess that, that begins everything, but like from there on, like every decision or every, everything that happens or every branch that happens after that, it's usually Walter having handed it and making it worse. Yes, I have to agree. Walter, you're but, not wrong. You're just an asshole. <laughs> yeah, but then he kind of, kind of redeems himself in the very end because he helps like defend them from the the nihilists or whatever. Yeah. Um. But then Donnie dies, and it's so sad. Poor Donnie's just like the the nicest like dude that gets shit on the whole movie and then dies. Yep. <laughs> what a tragic character. Didn't like seeing Donnie go. <laughs> exactly and i gotta say that's probably the most normal that steve buscemi has looked like you can't even if you don't look close enough it doesn't really look like steve buscemi he looks like a normal person <laughs> time i mean time steve buscemi is just thing. so right yeah he's just so recognizable <laughs> exactly i was gonna say that wizard was casting a spell on me or maybe he was just waving <laughs> no but yeah i think ultimately it's a it's a great web of of stories i like it yeah anyone else want to talk about favorite within characters? the three nihilists did anybody realize that flea yeah flea yeah i was gonna say did anybody notice recognize flea in there yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah the nihilist yeah <laughs> it's another la credit right there yeah <laughs> chili peppers say so, or how about the doctor uh if anybody watched how i met your mother it's ranjit the cab driver in how i met your mother Oh really? I missed that. I think Chris is the only one maybe that can help me with that. Yeah, no, I also missed that. I, I was like, I recognize recognized him. him. Um, well, I looked at him and I'm like, he looks familiar, and like in my head, I was like, is that Pagoda from Tenenbaums? And then uh, no, <laughs> it was a different guy, but I still recognize him for a different reason. Uh, for me, I think uh, uh, John Turturro's character, like, don't fuck with the Jesus, like he's just. Uh, I don't know, his just character in general, like, I feel like, I don't know if that was Coen Brothers writing in, like, this is how I need you to be, or if he's like, let me take the bull by the horns here and make his own character up and just follow the lines, but I just, I like, he's, his small part, I think, is just a lot of fun. Um, and then what's I, what's he say, had like, anybody I'm gonna seen stick that gun so far, sequel? oh, the Jesus Rolls? Is that what it was called? Yeah. That's what it was called, and uh, so I looked that up because I couldn't remember if that was a Coen Brothers movie, or if it had been out yet, and it it, it he, apparently came Tutoro out in 2019. Uh, must not have did great. Totoro wrote it and directed it. Yeah. Did it? I thought it came out this year. It was so, supposed to know. come out last year. It was like a limited release maybe in 2019. I, just, I remember hearing about it and it not being very good. Maybe it never came out. I thought it just said 
Yeah, like I just on IMDb it said 2019, so I was like, holy crap, this thing's out, and so I've never even seen it. But I think it's available to uh, rent on like I don't know, like HBO Max or something. I'll look it up. Cool. Jesus rolls. Yep. You can find it on, or it's like on Showtime. Yeah, it's on Showtime, I guess, right now. We can rent or buy it. We can rent it on Amazon for two ninety nine. So yeah, so it's available. Don't fuck with the Jesus. So did you guys know that there uh, is that there is a religion based around this film? I know Dude. that there's a really big uh, uh, Dudism. Casey. You know we don't talk about these things publicly. The dudes, <laughs> we all abide. Do you know Dudism is a religion? Like. Wh- or a lifestyle inspired by the dude. Dudism's stated primary so stated like, primary objective is to promote a modern form of Chinese Taoism, outlined in the Tao Te Ching, written by Lao Tzu. So if you're familiar with the Tao, dude, <laughs> I'm in. Like, dude, man. So my thought process here is like we take lots of baths, smoke a lot of pot. <laughs> what? Try not to have a care in the world, I guess. <laughs> That's what the dude does. <laughs> yeah. Let's drink your white Russians, right? Caucasians. Caucasians. All right. Isn't that what he calls them in the movie? Yeah. That is an alternate name for a white Russian. Actually, I think they are slightly different, but I, I don't, maybe not. Is it made with. Uh... I don't know. I don't know mixed drinks. Maybe a Caucasian is just Kahlua and milk or Kahlua and cream. Maybe not. All right. Except that maybe the Russian that would is make the vodka. Sh- that would I don't make know. sense, yeah. I like the dots that you're connecting there, Casey. I mean, that's just like my opinion, man. <laughs> I love that part. So did you know the F-bomb is dropped 292 times in this movie? Yes, Sam Elliott tells him he shouldn't swear as much. That's right. Dude is dropped 160 times. Man, 141 times. Drinks nine <laughs> white Russians. Says tied the room together for or five times, and there's 17 references to the rug being pissed on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm going through the quotes on IMDb. Speaking of dropping the f bomb, I so this I know that this has been on cable edited, um, but so one of the f- quotes from Walter, it's when he's smashing the car and he's screaming, "This is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass." I guess in the censored version, <laughs> it's it's censored to say, "This is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps." Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. That just cracks me up. I had to share that. Uh, I have to watch it on cable now to confirm if if that's real. That's all I got. Yeah, talking about favorite characters, though. Uh, I think I was, I was just talking with you the other day about this, Jamie. But yeah, like I got to say the do, but sometimes I kind of fall back on Walter. Um, but maybe it's just more like the duo between those two characters. But yeah, I definitely like the dude. I would, the dude is like the person I would love to play like hacky sack with, you know. Then like go smoke a J. <laughs> I and agree. Watch and go watch old Godzilla movies. 
<laughs> well, I, I start this movie every time thinking it's the dude, and then Walter just steals it for me every time. His lines are, they just kill me. It's like when they're talking about him being Jewish. 3,000 years of beautiful tradition from Moses to Sandy Koufax. You're goddamn right I'm living in the fucking past. I'm just, like, <laughs> dead. Every yeah, I'd time. agree with y'all. I think uh, Walter, I don't know, I really love Walter's character. And I love how he brings everything back to, the like, the Vietnam War. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's just no, like kid. There's, <laughs> there's no clear correlation yet in his mind there is like i don't his characters i think the most enjoyable he's super funny he's really i don't know intense it's a fun character yeah he's like oddly like down the earth but then like out of control a loose cannon at the same time <laughs> so is uh does anyone think that uh, Walter is uh, a grown-up uh, Teddy Duchamp from Stand By Me? That's a great comparison. <laughs> I didn't think of that until right now. <laughs> Gonna be a world of pain. Cool. All right, so I had some other questions you had down here, Jamie. You put who is Sam Elliott's character? Do you want to expound on that? Oh, yeah. I just, I, I don't know. It's, I didn't have anything more to add than that. He's this narrator who kind of comes into the story. And, you know, in any other movie, that probably wouldn't work. But given all the dream sequences we've hit on and, you know, everything else, it, it feels like a fairy tale anyway. So, yeah, I was just going to say that. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't have anything more than that. Just he's listed as the stranger in the credits. So I didn't know if that meant anything to anybody. Does anybody have a theory? Casey, what did you Google before this? Not enough, apparently. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there is there is a rabbit hole. I didn't do this. Um, I caught this uh, listening to an interview with uh, Buscemi Bridges and Goodman. Um, it was like coming back. It was like the 20 year anniversary of the film. And, uh, I picked up some things. I was like, Oh yeah, I remember like conversations of that. So like the theory that Donnie is a figment of Walter's imagination. Um, cause there isn't like, no one really like, uh, recognizes Donnie except for Walter. Except I think there's one scene where like, um, the dude, like yells at Donnie something about getting the phone or something like that. But, and then there's the September 11 conspiracy, <laughs> which Your is favorite. Uh, per perfect for our times. Right. Um, where it's like the very beginning of the movie when he's in the store and he goes and he's writing the check. Um, there's like that, that uh, clip of uh, George Bush, the first about say like this act of aggression will not stand. Um, then, the date on the check is September 11th, 1991. And like the conspiracy theory is like, Oh, it's George Bush one. Then 10 years later, George Bush two. September 11th, 2001. That's a conspiracy. So wait, Jeff Bridges <clears throat> is responsible for nine 11. Is that what they're saying? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Cause, uh, I, 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 I guess I, I get it. I don't know if I can stand behind it. Hey, if you're down with conspiracy theories and you think, uh, Democrats are, are pedophiles and they kidnap children and they 
drink their blood in satanic rituals. Yeah, I mean, Wait, that you seems guys don't do tame. that on the weekends? Huh? It's not your idea of a normal Saturday? Nah, I mean, maybe on a Tuesday. Did we talk know? about this before I voted? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Jeff oh, Bridges melts steel beams. Everybody knows that. Duh. Why was it called The Big Lebowski? Because Bri- Jeff he refers said it. to The Big Lebowski in the movie. The big, he's the bigger what? guy. Because he's the fat guy. The Big Lebowski. The Big Lebowski. No, I know, because... The dad. Yeah, so why I mean, is the, the movie called The... Because it's like the existential Big Lebowski. Lebowski <clears throat> himself being the main character. So it's a, it's a wordplay. What do you mean? Like the, you're not talking about the dude, are you? Yeah, the dude. He's. No. It's about him. It's about his epic. It's the, no. the Big Lebowski. So it's almost turning a phrase he says in the movie, referring to the bigger fat Lebowski, into almost a a, a verb or a title of this epic. It was the Big Lebowski. Like I thought Goodwill I was ref- hunting. I thought I was referencing the Big Lebowski. Like, <laughs> The old Lebowski. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's that's when he says it, that's what he's implying, but because it's the title of the film and he's the, the titular character, one could say that it's, uh, I don't know, it's transcended to being <laughs> the name of, of the, the epic itself. <laughs> right. Like, it is the Big Lebowski. That That's the story, the, the story, the, the journey he went on was the Big Lebowski. Right, so like the whole, everything the- that happens, that's a Lebowski. In the UK, this movie is called The Differently Abled Lebowski. <laughs> seriously? <laughs> is it seriously? Because then everything I just said in the last three minutes, just it's bullshit. It's really just the title. It's yeah. about the big guy. Yeah, it's absolutely not titled that in the UK. Oh, I was like, Chris, come on, please get back to us on this. <laughs> That's awesome. And how come in the poster or like during his dream sequence, he's got like a power drill, like a gun at holster. I think that was a that play on like, um, cause that whole scene was kind of, was, was set was up kind of like, like a, a porn fantasy. Yeah. So he's like the repair guy. Cause that's what the, um, the dude is wearing in the log jamming Jackie Treehorn film. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. The nihilist or whatever. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, you can imagine where it goes from there, James. <laughs> Did you guys? You know, did you the guys, implication. Did you guys not love the scene of the nihilist ordering breakfast? Three pigs in blankets, <laughs> lingonberry pancakes. <laughs> but then pigs in a blanket, exhausted and maybe worn out from the week. <laughs> yeah, dude. This uh, yeah. I've mostly like I don't have social media, so I've mostly avoided a lot of this. But then. The last couple of weeks, I've been doing way too much like doom scrolling and hate watching and obsessing over things that that what's the purpose? Why why waste my energy obsessing over it? There's nothing yeah. I can do. Yeah, that is true. But I will say not to not to be too optimistic. It's looking up. Well, like I I've ish my I've told Angela this. This has been my theory with. Uh, the the president is um he's not gone until he's gone <laughs> but all oh, he's this... in a sort of news network oh yeah his own but you know yeah, he's news. going to you know if he's going to give up um you know he's no, gonna... he's gonna fire everybody on his way out yeah 
But he, yeah, you know most... he's going to start campaigning like the moment that he's out of the White House. Pull a Grover Cleveland. That was the most depressing thing I heard this week. It's like, oh shit, I forgot about 2024. Yep. But the dude be like 78, so just the same age as Joe Biden now. <laughs> but anywho. I'm reading some of these taglines for the movie. Yeah. They figured he was lazy. Time wasting slacker. They figured he was a lazy time wasting slacker. They were right. Or her life was in their hands. Now her toe is in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why that was funny. Um, times like these call for a big Lebowski. Um, it takes two guys as simple as the dude and Walter to make a story this complicated. And they'd really rather be bowling. Um, and then the last one, not a man, a way of life. <laughs> uh, that's one thing I miss. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I miss bowling. Yeah, the- Sorry, the t- <laughs> yeah, I know it definitely made me want to bowl. I I like bowling. Is bowling alleys open again? Well, they are, but the fuck if I'm going bowling, everyone's getting fucking COVID. Yeah, dude, it's spiked. Yeah, like I feel like in the last week and a half, I've known there's too many people that I know or people I know families are getting oh bro my brother my brother and his family have it my wife's grandmother and her grandfather both have it it's everywhere man yeah it's crazy it's like my nephews have it um people i work with like this woman today the buyer today was like yeah husband just tested positive for covid um now i'm feeling sick i'm we're all in quarantine for like two weeks (laughs) yep fuck that Wash your hands. Yeah, don't put your hands in your mouth. Not to like keep talking about the movie, but that was one of the funniest bits. Was that he he just repeats the things he hears throughout his life. Like he he saw the active aggression line on the TV, and then he's using that same word. I think there was a moment that Julianne Moore's character he like repeated something that she had said. I don't remember what the phrase was, but she used some like intelligent sounding phrase to describe something, and then he like parroted that. I think to Jackie Treehorn or, or something later, but he just oh, kept, yeah. he keeps using and like, yeah. Cool. That's like a different uh, kind of insight on the dude, maybe that I hadn't really thought about before. He's just, uh, just kind of floating through the wind, taking on what, what he gets blown by. Right. Like dust in the wind. All right. Before we go, we want to thank you for downloading this episode of Movie Time Machine. Remember, new episodes drop on Fridays. Please send your questions, comments, and feedback to Machine at gmail.com. And remember, if you send us anything, I am going to watch... Is it Happy Gilmore, Casey? Do you remember yes, from sir. last... Okay. Yes, sir. All right. We'll just see if this ever happens before the end of the year. <laughs> you can also follow us on Twitter at MovieMachinePod. For all the latest news coming from your mind, Time Machine host and guest. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. See you. See you guys. Bye.